Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast with me, your host, Pandora Paloma, a visibility and business mastery coach bringing a unique fusion of strategy meets spirituality to visionary entrepreneurs across the globe. With 20 plus years of communications experience and five years running my own online business, I help women in the online space and creative industries get seen and scale to their next level. This has looked like tripling their income in a year, getting fully booked in six months, sold out programs and executing five figure launches. Personally, I run my own multi six figure business. And in this podcast, I give you a behind the scenes of how I do this, my life and my method. If you're a visionary entrepreneur, mover and shaker, and you're ready to meet more of your magnetism, welcome to my world. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Magnetic Woman podcast. Now, before we begin the episode itself, I have a couple of call to actions for you today. So this episode is behind the scenes of my best and my worst launches. And in and around the theme of live launching, I have two very special things for you. The first is a free report, the six figure launch report, where I am taking you through behind the scenes of my recent three consecutive six figure launches, where I am going to be taking you through the strategy the results, the checklist, what I was doing, what I was thinking, what I'm focusing on to have a six-figure launch. So pop to the show notes and sign up to get your free report. And the second thing is the Magnetic Live Launch Method is going to be launching in a few weeks' time. This is a training to help you plan, execute, and scale your live launches this year and beyond. And I say beyond because you will want to come back to this training time and time again. So again, if you know that live launching is something you want to optimize in your business this year, then I recommend heading to the show notes and get yourself on that wait list. Okay, let's roll with this episode. Hello, 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 and welcome. So I'm going to be talking you through my behind the scenes, some of my best and some of my worst launches. Now, note that I don't say successful and failed. I absolutely do not believe in failure. I think there are some great experiences that we have in business and there are some not so great experiences that we have. However, it's all part of the learning and the journey that we get to take as entrepreneurs. So context, I am sharing this one with you because I have had three consecutive six-figure launches and it didn't start there. That's what I'm going to start with. It didn't start there. And since I have been launching, there have been many ways that have stopped working, many new things that have started working and many things in between. So I have had some successful and not so successful launches. And I thought I would share with you why I think they could have been better, why they flopped um, and what I've done in the past two years specifically to get to the consistent results in my my live launches. Um, Also, further context, this year, we will be launching the Masterminds twice, uh, once in April, once in October. And I foresee 
that we will move more into a multi six figure launch and I will save all of the juice and the how and what I'm thinking and how I'm planning that for another episode just to give you the context there okay so you know I know now that I can run a six-figure launch I've done it three times in a row or what does that look like next how do I get to expand my myself and my business to be able to support more humans which is ultimately what this is always about for me how much more impact can I have how much more how many many more women can I support in their businesses to create multi-dimensional wealth so my first ever launch was an intuitive eating and living course program. It was 12 weeks. I had five people join. Second time I launched, I had two people join. <laughs> um, I didn't leave more, like hardly any time between uh, launching the first and launching the second. Um, I hadn't done any pre-launch nurturing with my audience. I considered myself quite scatty in my content back then. Um, but over the last four years, like I said, I've had four six-figure launches in total, three in the past 18 months. So um, I'm sharing this with you because I started somewhere. I started with five people and then I started, you know, second one, two people. And then, you know, over the course, I've had many good good and bad uh, launches. So that's what we're going to be sharing today. So I think also really important to bring the context of my business model, like my mastermind model works. 80% of my revenue comes from my masterminds. It means that I launch twice a year. Um, Obviously then if I decide to launch any other trainings or courses or, you know, anything else, um, that's all more in the business. But the bulk of our revenue, 80% comes from my masterminds. It's what I'm known for and I will continue to scale them because they are epic um, and, you know, the client retention rate tells me so. Um, Retention rate is something I will share. My clients do stay with me for long periods of time, which makes launching a lot easier. Um, If you want more revenue, I would say there's two things to consider. One is be really, really good at what you do and you will naturally make sales from clients who want to continue working with you. It's a bit of a no-brainer. And they will also shout about you from the rooftops. Also a no-brainer, simple strategy, works every time. Number two, have a really smart lifetime value sales roadmap for your clients. If there's no next steps, you could be leaving money on the table. So back in 2019, launching was so easy. I launched, I remember launching um, The Magnetic Woman. This has been like, you know, online courses, but having a real moment. 2018, 2019. I don't really work so much in 2018 because, you know, I had a, a, a human. I gave birth to my daughter and, you know, I wasn't really prioritizing very much other than um, eat, sleep, repeat and writing my book at that time. So 2019, I sort of came back um, into work full time and launched The Magnetic Woman. I think the beta price was like £111, which went up to like 333 And I sold 65 spaces purely from content alone. I don't even think we did. I didn't do a conversion event. It was pure content. uh, And the content was our conversion point or access point. So what worked? It was funny thinking about this, like what really worked about that launch? Because that was like my best launch ever. Um, I'm going to say it was alignment. I was so aligned to this body of work, to this, this teaching because it came from a breakup with my baby daddy and I was really living, you know, I speak a lot about being the living embodiment of your work. I was really living it. Like I was really, really living 
the content of the magnetic woman. It was all about decluttering your life, moving through your beliefs, stepping into your vision. Um, I can't even remember what the fourth module was, but it was all very much like exactly what I was living. And what I will say is that, you know, a question I always ask when I'm launching something new or when I'm going into launch is like, how much in my truth am I being with this offer? You may always be, I don't really like using the word tested, but we'll go with it for this context. Tested, if you are teaching something, for example, so I have this a lot with my clients, right? So they'll be like launching a course on flow and suddenly their life just becomes really chaotic because there's a lesson in them being able to teach flow and get themselves back into flow from the chaos in order to be able to teach it to others. You catch my drift. That's why I say, you know, you being the living embodiment of your work is the most magnetic uh, sales tool or yeah, sales tool that you can have because resonance cannot lie. And a lot of the time, you know, the more aligned we are to our work, the better the result is going to be. And I'm sure you, many of you listening to this are like, yeah, I know that. I know that. And listen, you know, I have had uh, launches that haven't done as well. And it's beautiful in hindsight to see that, yeah, you know what, I wasn't, I wasn't fully in that or I thought I was in it because, you know, I was really inspired by maybe what someone else was doing. And actually, when I think about it now, like I, I wasn't deeply connected to it. So, you know, we get to learn, we get to learn, we get to learn. So that's what worked. It felt really aligned. I was really living what I was teaching and I really primed my audience. So interestingly, this sort of magnetic woman is very much kind of what I, um, or how this podcast was born. Um, but it was what I was known for post-intuitive eating and living, which is what I was coaching before. Um, and that kind of really naturally started to lead me into business coaching, which came in in 2019, um, at the end of 2019, shall I say. So I started to piece together uh, my way of doing business coaching, which was that strategy meets spirituality. But so much of that came from the body of work that I I taught in The Magnetic Woman. So um, that's what worked. And then what didn't, I mean, the price could have been so much higher. And interestingly, when we went to launch again, I think in hindsight, I should have created a wait list because, as I say, it became my signature course and what I became known for at that time before I then very much moved into um, business coaching fully in 2020. So I definitely would, you know, if I were to do it again, I would create a wait list for anything that is a signature, you know, body of work for you, a signature container or course or training, you know, make sure that you have that space where you can guide people to in between launches um, because it's obviously going to make your live launch a lot easier because you've got a pool of people to start selling to who you know are, are interested. Okay, so uh, what's next? 2021, the launch of the Expansion Accelerator was my first a six-figure launch, just shy of a six-figure launch. Um, so what worked here? I used Facebook ads for the first time, which really helped. So you, if you know me well enough, if you've done any of my masterclasses, you know, I talk a lot about the marketing funnel and the awareness stage is the first stage, which is where you are funneling people into your world. And then you obviously educate them. You create these conversion events, which is when you kind of create trust with them and and build that connection um, and you sell to them. And then there is the final stage, which is making the sale. And what a lot of us can skip or 
not nurture enough is that awareness phase. So how are we bringing new people into our world throughout the year, not just at launch? Now, what did really work is that I used Facebook ads for the first time. So it meant that there was like a really fresh new Uh, many fresh new faces, let's say, in my conversion event. So, you know, I could really feel and ride the energy of these new faces, like people who hadn't known me before that were coming in, like, my God, this is making so much sense. I'm really loving your content. I've listened to your podcast. And suddenly it was like, whoa, okay, I'm really riding the, the, the wave of this new energy. So it felt really, really good. I did a five-day challenge, um, which again meant that those new faces from the ads had a really good few days to get to know me. Um, and that really, really worked. But, you know, I think if it had been a masterclass, it would have maybe looked different. Obviously, they had five days with me over the course of a week. So, you know, again, really, really nurturing audience, which was as important back then as it is now. I'd say it's increasingly important, you know, as, as the industry changes. Um, I planted extras. So what that means is that I was quite playful with my conversion events. Um, So obviously had the five day and then I decided to do like a spontaneous Q&A on the Saturday. And that actually converted like another two people into the 10 that joined. Um, What also worked, I think, is that it was kind of cart open, cart close. And there was a set number of of spaces, which we still have within the masterminds, T specifically. Um, But we now have, you know, we can have multiple cohorts because of obviously the way that it's grown. Um, And, you know, I know a big part of what really worked there in that launch was I really went all in. Like I was really in an all in energy at that time. Um, And, you know, I do have to say my my launches are so much easier now because of of how I've built the strategies and, you know, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So I know my own rhythms and patterns and, um, you know, there's not a huge amount that sort of scares me anymore. And I know back then it was like this really big thing, like I'm doing this big launch and oh my God, we're doing ads. And, you know, but it was all really, I turned a lot of that fear into excitement. So that's what worked. And then what didn't (laughs) Again, I'm going to say this was a, a, a lesson that I could only see now in hindsight, but I brought in co-coaches for the launch of that first mastermind and I really didn't need to at that point. So it wasn't stretchy enough in that I didn't have the evidence at that time that I could fill those 10 spaces. But of course, in bringing in co-coaches, a co-coach, a marketing coach, a social media coach, a money coach it meant my outgoings were huge. So whilst that launch was a great launch, first near six-figure launch, 10 women, in fact, it was, it was a six-figure launch because it was £11,000, 10 women, yeah. But I wasn't at a stage where I needed co-coaches at that point. I I really wasn't there. If we had two cohorts of 10 people, uh, that's possibly where I would consider, you know, bringing in some support. But what it meant is that whilst I had a really, really good launch, there were so many expenses. 2021 was my best year in business uh, in terms of cash received, not total sales. Um, But it was also the year that I had a massive success hangover because I really didn't have anything to show for it at the end of the year. (laughs) And that is because, you know, so much of of the of the profit or potential profit was being spent on things like ads and co-coaches the other thing that didn't work and and I'm sharing this with you because I think transparency is so vital in this space but I signed a 12-month retainer for an ads manager 
which cost me £30,000. Yeah, £30,000. That's without ad spend. I really wasn't advised correctly. And, and it's funny now, like now that I understand ads, I'm using ads and we kind of taken all of this in-house. I think that there's a way that I could have been advised, which is like all very well when you're in launch, but can we have a look at the entirety of your launch schedule to see whether this retainer is going to be worthwhile for you? Because what was happening is that in between those bigger launches, I, I really didn't have anything to sell. There was no online courses that we could set up on an evergreen funnel. There, there wasn't you know, any other kind of higher ticket offers, they were all quite small offers, which basically meant we were out of pocket. Yeah. So we invested so much in ads, but we didn't really make that money back um, in the way that I would have liked to. So, you know, um, like I said, I call this my success hangover, which is why I teach in a really different way to do ads now. I certainly want to make sure that you're not kind of paying a retainer all year round. You maybe work project by project um, and we use a different way of doing ads now, which is much more, let's say, affordable, much more easy to manage, um, which is the dynamic creative method. Um, I will be sharing all of this in a new training that I have coming up called the Magnetic Live Launch Method. Um, But for now, just really, really wanted to share that you know, I think sometimes we're like, well, I'll launch this thing and I'll get these co-coaches and I'll, you know, pay for ads and it's, you know, don't, think about the leap, but don't leap before you can jump. And I think that that's definitely what happened to me that year. I really leapt, but we just didn't have the foundation in place to be able to support that. And I made some decisions that, you know, I wouldn't make again if I were doing it a second time. So this leads me to um, a not so great launch. Whilst that was an incredible launch, not so great launch. Uh, T round two we secured only four people that second time around. What worked? I mean, I called in the best humans and those humans, I think two of them stayed with me for another two rounds and the other one stayed for another round. So, okay, you know, we halved what the ideal number was to convert, but they were the best humans. And for me, it's not about the numbers. You know, it's, it's about the support that I get to give to the humans that have invested. So um, what was interesting, you know, what came up for me in that process of like, are they going to think that I'm not good at my job? Are they going to think this? Are they going to think that? It's like, hold it, own it. There are four women in this group. You are going to serve four women for the next six months. That's what you're going to do. And it was a really beautiful lesson for me to really kind of get out of my own way and, you know, move my ego to the side and also understand like how shame can come up in our businesses and and in the results that we get and we get to dissolve that like we really get to just dissolve any shame of like I haven't done it I haven't done enough or you know I'm not good enough because it's simply not true there are going to be wins and there are going to be losses and you know it's just part and part of the journey there was so much other stuff going on at that time um my head wasn't particularly in it I know that I was going through a breakup during that launch and you know, that's not to say I've I've not had great success whilst also holding difficult things in my personal life. I absolutely have. But on this occasion, th- that's what happened. Another thing that worked, I think, here was I really learned a lot. So I didn't use ads for the second round, but I did the same messaging challenge. So technically, I know that had we have used ads, could we have reached the eight to 10? Most likely. Um, but what really worked was that I learned a lot. And actually, you know, I think that there's so much, there's so much of a gift or a gift that we get to give ourselves when we're in that reflection of, you know, what did I learn in this? What did I learn throughout this process? 
So what didn't work? Well, like I said, still paying the co-coaches, which meant no profit from the launch. That felt pretty tough. Um, Because of this, what I found was that I got myself into a cycle of feeling like I had to do another live launch, had to do another launch, you know, got to make that revenue somewhere. And I have to be honest, I mean, this was definitely the turning point of realizing that live launching got to be different, which is why I'm this year creating the live launch method. But I felt like I was always chasing the results of the next launch um, because I didn't get the results I wanted to see. And yet, you know, I hadn't gone all in like I had before. I hadn't used that. I hadn't really built that live launch to be the best that it could be didn't then get the results and then felt like I had to launch again. So what I teach now, and, you know, I'm so aligned now with how I live launch, you know, my my kind of motto is like, do it once and do it well. <laughs> you know, we don't need to be launching something every month. You know, you could be launching twice a year, like I do, you know, core launches and have two six-figure launches or multi-six-figure launches. And if you then want to do, you know, a launch in two other quarters of that year, then great, but everything else gets to be more, right? So I think this is where having a container that's open all year round, at least one, is really smart for your overall business model and the results that you get to have. Now, that said, open all year round containers do need incentives, you know. Um, What I'm seeing is that those personal touch points as incentives are doing really, really well. But what I know now, obviously, again, in hindsight and having kind of built out my business model with the two additional masterminds, with two of them being open all year round, it means that we are converting people all of the time. And there's always a space that people can come into, whether that's my builder offer or um, two of the masterminds, which I'll share more about the builder offer in a moment. But it, it just means that there is, you know, opportunities to convert people and start serving them and obviously build your revenue um, in between your launches. So um, yeah, there's there's a really different way that I see live launching, which is very much what you're doing online and what you're doing offline. And for me, that's where you hit that really sweet spot. So let me speak to you about another that did well. Um, the most recent launch of the Mastermind. So that would have been September last year. Um, what worked? I would say, um, so one of the core things that we very strategically put into the launch plan was doing my magnetic visibility, um, which is ultimately my my signature sort of build offer in line with the dates that the the mastermind were going to launch. So what that meant is that we converted 20% of people from magnetic visibility into the mastermind. So it's a really easy win It's why I guide my clients to plan out their years. I do it because of this. So if you're like, I'm launching this and I'm launching this, but then you've got these builder offers that actually act and serve as the platform for you to sell in your core offer, like make sure the dates align because it's an absolute no brainer. You know, it's what I shared earlier, like that sales roadmap for your clients, like the long term you know, what's that next step? And our kind of signature builder offers are really supportive to to help do that. So what worked? 60 to 70% retention rate. So in T, the expansion accelerator, we only had three spaces to fill um, because 60 to 70% of my clients were staying for another round. Um, 
it also felt really good knowing like across the board, across all of our masterminds, we were 60% full. Um, and of course this got to then become part of the core message, which, you know, meant that more people were like, I want to be in, I want to be in. So it was really easy for us to fill those spaces. Um, what also worked this time around is that, so I do a lot of nurturing in between my launches. So I often will have at least one, two, sometimes three people who've paid their deposits for the next round because of the nurturing, uh, conversion events, the just value events that I put on in between my launches. So, you know, what really works for me is that I'm nurturing my audience all the time. Podcast being one of them, right? Um, Pre, pre launch. So we created a really smart lead magnet, how to scale at every stage. It's been our most downloaded lead magnet. This year we will be optimizing it because obviously the data is showing us that um, it's the it's the valuable lead magnet that you guys wanted the most in the last year. Um, but that lead magnet served again as a really good platform for me to be having conversations with people. Um, and it, I cannot tell you how many messages I've had to say that, that was like, it's the best, you know, it's the most valuable lead magnet I've ever downloaded. I feel like I've got so much out of that, you know, more than I got out of like a six month course. So, you know, I feel really, really good about the how to scale at every stage, but stage, um, handbook. I will link it in the show notes if you haven't downloaded it and you would like to. There's one for every stage of business um, in line with the three masterminds that I have for every stage of business. So, you know, that was a really smart lead magnet to launch because obviously, you know, it was a real beautiful primer um, to nurture people, give them value and obviously then create that conversation should they want to come into the mastermind. Um, we, we've taken ads in-house. So, um, for that particular launch, um, I did get visible, get booked, um, which is kind of a signature mastermind of my uh, masterclass of mine. I, I've just upgraded it for the launch of magnetic visibility this month um, to get the data before we go evergreen. So um, that worked really, really well. An average conversion rate on a landing page of a webinar is like 40 to 50 percent. And ours is currently running at 60 percent conversion. And in taking our ads in-house and working, like I said, with the dynamic creative method, um, normally a good ad spend per result is sort of anything under eight pounds, under five being really good. Um, ours is coming in between £1.49 and £2.30. So I'm really like pat on the back at the moment because I'm just loving the data and what the data is showing me. So they were the things that really worked for that launch. Um, what didn't? Okay. So the first thing I would say here is data. We've only recently set up our Google analytics, which has been such a huge game changer. And I'm bowing down to my OBM who supported me in this process. Valeria, I love you. Um, we really kind of tackled it together. Um, and we were looking at data before we've always looked at data, open rates of emails, um, who's clicking, you know, how many people are landing on the page versus how many people are buying. Um, we obviously look at our podcast stats. We look at our lead magnet downloads. You know, we've always looked at data, but we've gone like data on cacao this year um, or let's say 2023. So um, yeah, it's just been really, really brilliant. I'm going to include a whole training on data in the Magnetic Life Launch Method, which I'm kind of keep just timing in because it's going to be such an amazing launch. We launch next month. Um, link is in the show notes to sign up to the waitlist, guys. But it's so important with live launches to have your data. Otherwise, you know, it's like 
one of my clients has said to me, it's like, you just don't want to be in the drama. Just want to be in the data. It's like, we don't want drama. We want data. So that didn't work. Um, but it's working very well for us now. Another thing is testimonials. When, what I will say is like when people stay with you for another round, it's really easy to forget to get the testimonials because there's no kind of offboarding as such. And all of our testimonial generation comes from the offboarding. So we, we just didn't gather as many testimonials. So at the end of last year, I sort of just chimed into, you know, the Slack channel I was like, guys, no one wants to give me a testimonial, please. Here's the form. Um, and that obviously helps us, you know, keep uh, the sales page fresh for the next launch. So where do we want to go next? I thought I would round up with a few key considerations. So what to do and what not to do for your launches in 2024. So the first I would say what to do, I would plan your overall launch calendar for the year. Like I was just sharing earlier, you want to see how each element can feed into the next so that any builder offer, any lead magnet, anything that you're creating is supporting the results that you're going to see in that next launch. Um, it's just going to make the launch of anything a lot easier when you're thinking big, broad, seeing the overall picture. Add personal touch points and incentives. So something that we used in 2023 that worked really well, well, really well, really well, well for us was um, the visibility audit, which was me personally doing an audit of um, someone's bio core message and their website. Um, and I think of the maybe 10, 15 calls that we had, I think our conversion rate was maybe like 20% into any of the offers that we were offering. So, you know, again, those personal touch points, really, really important. Don't forget your pre-pre-launch phase through your messaging. So something I've been talking a lot and doing as a training in my masterminds has been message mining, you know, we really want to understand our clients and the tangible outcomes of our offers more than ever before. So don't forget the, the core elements of a pre-pre-launch where you're starting to nurture, well, first understand the key message that's going to work um, in, in converting, you know, people into your space, but also, you know, the content that you get to create to start nurturing them with the theme of, you know, whatever it is that you're launching. Um, and give yourself a long window. Buyer's behaviors has changed. I've said this so many times, but like, do you give yourself more time for your launches now? I personally find that I like to build my launch, set up what I can, automate what I can and leave room for things, elements, other elements to the launch if and when I need them. So I might not need them. We might, you know, hit the numbers. Lovely. But I do have ideas stored as part of my live launch and I create space in case I need to use them. Um, so I think that giving yourself a really long window is important. Um, okay, so what not to do? Don't think content only is a launch plan. It's not, it's, just, it's not. <laughs> you know, if you're like, well, I've like posted like eight times about this launch and no one's buying, like content only is not a launch plan. So, you know, you get to think wider uh, more creatively to, you know, how you're going to nurture people. And that longer window is your pre-pre-launch, your pre-launch, your launch, post-launch, and what you're doing in between your launches to nurture your audience as well. Um, don't think that a lead magnet is enough as a conversion event. I would always um, say, you know, if you are going to use some form of lead magnet, have this as part of your live launch as your pre-pre-launch. So I would have your lead magnet that joins that leads to your conversion event which is part of your pre-launch yeah so 
pre-pre-launch lead magnet, pre-launch conversion event. Um, what's next? Use ads before you're ready. Do not do that. What not to do? Use ads before you're ready. It's honestly a science and you need to learn the science. Like I said, the way that we use it now, it's so much easier. We're using a dynamic creative method. It's what I'm teaching to my clients in masterminds. It's what will be uh, a bonus uh, for uh, the magnetic live launch method for those who do obviously want to, it'll be a, an upsell for those who do want to use ads. Um, but, you know, I think that, yeah, ads is, it's a complex science. It's not just something we go in and just put a bit of ads behind and suddenly see results. Um, don't put a course on Evergreen if you haven't tested it. It works live. This is something else I see quite a lot. Like I've launched this online course and I'm just going to go like put it on an Evergreen funnel. Like There's so much that you get to test. You don't even have to get to. You have to test. If... If a webinar doesn't convert live and the average conversion is five is is good, 10 is better, 10%, 5%. If it's not converting live, it will not convert on, a, on an evergreen, i.e. recorded. It just won't. So, you know, anything you're doing, make sure that you're testing it, looking at the data first before you replicate it into anything evergreen passive. The next thing is don't use a webinar and then don't give value in it. You know, the greatest conversion rates that we are seeing in webinars, masterclasses, challenges is the ones that give a whole load of value. And I think it can be really easy to think, I'm just going to like pull together um, this, you know, this this masterclass. You know, there's again, it's a science. There's a science to highly converting masterclasses. Um, and yeah, you know, I think it's just really important to share that again, normalize it. It can be so easy to hear someone go, I created this masterclass and then now I'm a millionaire. It's like there was a lot more work involved in that. There are many masterclasses that do not convert. You know, there are many that do, but again, it's a science. Okay, shall we round it up with some stats? Why not? So thinking about live launches, I'm going to say it again because I'm so excited. If you know that you want to join me, you want to, you want to scale your live launches this year, um, please do get yourself on the waitlist for the live launch, the magnetic live launch method, um, where I'm going to be helping you to plan, execute and scale your live launches. I'm so very excited. Um, and the reason why I've just become so, so, so excited by live launching is because, I mean, that's what I do. It's what I know. My unique method is very much what you're doing online and offline and, you know, merging those two worlds, get the best results. And the more that I have tapped into like the averages of things, I'm realizing that, you know, so many of my clients and myself are seeing results above average. And I know it's because of, you know, the the launch plans that we put in place. So some stats approximately 50 to 75% will opt in for a lead generator once they're on the page. So that's like a lead magnet. Yeah. Like a download, a playbook, a report, a resource. 50 to 75% is is industry standard for opting in. If you are hosting a webinar, masterclass, uh, challenge, you will expect around a 40 to 50% conversion rates in terms of your uh, landing on page to converting, um, you should see around 50% of registrants showing up live and about 5% of attendees will convert your offer. So if you're wanting to play with numbers, that's a really good starting point. 
A really strong sales page rate is 10% across, although it does, it changes across industries. It tends to fall more to about five to 6%, um, especially in e-commerce. Um, an average open rate of an email is 20%. Uh, an average click-through rate is 2%. This does vary. Um, a strong engagement rate on social media is between 1% and 5%. And this is the good bit, okay? So addressing buyer's fears on a landing page, so your sales pages, your landing pages, can increase conversion rates by 80%. Again, comes back to the messaging, so important. And this is what I'm very excited about because if you have heard me talk about marketing trends for 2024, I have said that video is one of them. 38.6% of marketeers say video is the number one landing page element that impacts conversion. I will leave you with that. Food for thought for your live launch plans for 2024. If you would like more information on the magnetic live launch method, please do pop yourself into the show notes, get on the wait list and I will personally be in touch. We're starting mid-Feb. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope it's been helpful. I like to bring the truth and insight um, into the realities of running uh, a coaching business and uh, working with digital marketing. So here we are. And if you have any questions, please do come and find me at Pandora Paloma underscore on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Sending you big love and magnetism from my corner of the world to yours. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Bye.